You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. All right, everyone. It's time for another episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. This week, I'll be riding solo since Kyriakos is living in, living the life in Greece. However, I'm not really riding solo since I'm joined by Andre. Why don't you introduce yourself to the lovely people? Uh, yeah, I'm Andre. Uh, this third straight Andrew guest. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've we've had guests on for the past uh, couple of weeks, and um, you know, I think the Twitter folks. I think we. I think we get. I think a lot of people like those those episodes. So we're gonna keep getting you guys on. You know them as at Keandre the Giant on Rangers Twitter. If you're part of that, and if you're not Rangers fans, you should probably get yourself on Twitter, make yourself an account, put a nice little funny profile picture in there, and become one of us. I have to make the on my personal account. I have. I should make it the Lafreniere, like the. You know, why didn't I get the double minor? Why didn't you get the double minor? Yeah, the, the hand gesture. Yeah. That's my um that's my profile picture for my for for Google. It's a good so picture. Can, yeah, it's I gotta make good. I gotta make that one for, for my personal Twitter account, which I don't yeah. really use much. All right. So today, while Kyriakos is living the life in Greece, um it's gonna be the two of us. Um we're gonna be talking about some of the Bujnevich trade talk and some of the Tarasenko rumors that have uh, surfaced on Twitter a bit this past week before we inevitably go off the cuff. So first of all, how are you doing, Andre? Thanks uh, for joining I'm, me. I'm doing all right. I was considering maybe going out and doing stuff so I could say that I had a busy day, but I decided, no, forget it. <laughs> nice. So you're doing the podcast instead. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> all right. Um, so a lot has surfaced on Twitter like the other day I went on and then on the timeline it was just like you know if the Rangers trade Buchnevich I'm gonna be pissed it's this account saying the Rangers trade Buchnevich I'm gonna be pissed and I'm wondering like why is everyone talking about trading Buchnevich like why can't we just sign him to an extension like the guy just had his best season why would you give up on on a guy that's you know finally seems to have put it all together defensively offensively 20 goal season on pace for like 70 point season in the full 82 game schedule. So why trade him? Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. Uh, I think I would just be bummed just the season he had last year. I mean, not even just the points alone, but the way he stepped up defensively, like he was good defensively. He could do power play. He could do penalty kill. He was like a Swiss army man. And I think you're trading him before he's peaked in value trading him before he's peaked in value. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's good. That's a good point. I think he is the way he played this past season and how he has been playing like, you know, per, uh season by season, I guess you could say, progressively. He's done very well and I think he's deserving of of his big boy extension. <laughs> I don't think it's time. I don't think he needs another bridge. If he gets another bridge deal, he's going to be very pissed off like another 2-year deal. And, you know, I don't think he's going to like that. And then, you know, you might have a situation where he's want, he'll want to, he want to trade out of New York and then his value will decline. We don't want that. We want him to be happy, captain happy as always. Um, I think this year, you know, this year you still saw like the times where, you know, he'd have a point blank chance and he'd miss it. And then like, you know, a couple games go by and he still, he wouldn't figure it out. That's improved a lot over the past like couple of years, because I remember like he'd have the best chances, never score and then go weeks without scoring before you finally get one. Right. Yeah. He was so streaky back in the day, but I mean, I still loved him back then. He's just such a fun player. Like he's so smart with what to do with the puck and he has just, he can really embarrass some people. I, the one goal he had against the, he embarrasses Dino Chara by getting out ahead of him and then sniping over, I think it was Rask, like insane. Yep. He, he just, when he's on, he's on. And I feel like in a trade, you're going to have a hard time getting that kind of value back. Right. Yeah, that's, that's true. I think the only, I wouldn't even do like, We'll talk about this more later, but I wouldn't even trade him for Tarasenko. That's someone I would trade Kreider for. That we'll, deal. We'll talk about that. We'll have an argument. 
Yeah, that deal, that Kreider deal is, I don't know, kind of pissed, kind of bothers me a little bit. Not really pissing me off, but it, it like, it's on my mind. It's like in the back of my head, like, right. you know what I mean? Um, so I have like a couple questions here. So like, why, I don't understand why people want, would want to trade him when he's like a sure thing with Kako, Kraft, Selvin, Lafreniere still developing. Like, you know, you know what you're getting from Booch. He's a top six winger. He could kill penalties. He scores goals. Power play, like you said. But, like, what if you can get, like, a Matthew Kachuk if you give up Buchnevich? I think, I think firstly, can, can you just repeat the, those prospects or that, those young names you just said? Kako, Kravtsov, and Lafreniere. Yeah, okay. So, I'm just thinking back because, like, in 2016, the guys we were hyping up, it was, like, Robin Kovacs and Malte Stromwall, and that was, like, it. It's just insane how, like... <laughs> We've really fucking upgraded. <laughs> yeah, no, we we, we we like we were so hyped about like such milk toast guys. Sean Day. Sean Day. I like Sean Day as a pick, but like man, Adam Fox. Yeah, Sean Day. Like he was like that one one prospect like in the NHL video games that you know in the next year's draft that would go first overall. Yeah. He was like that good. Yeah, I drafted him high when I played NHL 15. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, it's uh, just it's crazy. Like we were popping off at the 2016 draft about like how we got so many neat depth players, and it just seems like back looking back, like ugh, we were excited about that. Right. Right. Because we didn't. I, I we we traded all our draft picks away. We were so competitive back then. We didn't need their first round picks. Yeah, but, no, I mean, it, when you go so many years without it, what was it like 2012 to 2017 without a first rounder? Yeah, it's a dynasty, not a dynasty, but you know, we'll talk more later about dynasties. Yeah, that's like you know, that's like a attempted dynasty, but a failure, unfortunately. Yeah, so close, yeah, so close, man. Like, if two things went our way, literally, if Zuccarello stayed healthy for 2015 and if Nash played the way he did in 2015 yeah. in the first year and oh, we went Zook to the finals injury. yeah the zook injury that was killer man we would have won we would have won both we would have won cups both years Definitely. if we had if we had both those things happening uh all right so you mentioned the three the young guys you don't have to say their names again i would in order of like most to least willing to trade or actually from least to most like for, first one i really don't want to trade them it would be Lafreniere, Kako, Buchnevich, Kravtsov. Like Lafreniere right? and Kako, you would not trade. I, yes. I don't. I, it would. It's. I mean, any everyone has a price. I, clearly, I'm not going to say no to like fucking McDavid because he's McDavid. But uh, I don't think they're going to get an offer that's going to make me want to drop Kako or Lafreniere. I really don't think they're going to get something like that. Like. Tuchuk kind of pushes it. Like I might do Kako for Tuchuk, but mm. I, that's that's an interesting one. I don't know if I'd do that. But I, I know a lot of people who like him a lot, and he fits exactly what the Rangers want. I look, I wouldn't be happy about it. I'd be heartbroken, but I, I could see it being a feasible deal. I could see it happening. Uh, I I'd need a little bit more back from from uh, from Calgary. I I might need like a like a pick or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not saying one for one. I'm just saying like yeah. I would at those are the main pieces I would do. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I would I would be more accepting accepting with if it was Kachuk for Kravtsov and like somebody else. <laughs> that would be I mean that would be a dream if you don't give up like any major players from our last roster and you get to Chuck. That's insane. Yeah, no. He's like he is everything like when the Rangers kind of imploded at the end because they weren't tough or whatever like he's the guy that fixes that yes exactly that's what i say and oh my god man if he was a center forget about it I'd, I'd have traded oh. for on the if range he was a center he would be like the top guy i mean like calgary's imploding they're just yes bad. screw screw eichel like if if kachuk was a center yeah forget about it it would be zibanejad kachuk one two that would be you would do, you would go like Panarin and Kachuk on a line, man. Oh my god! I mean, you saw that one between the legs goalie scored. Just oh. disgusting in overtime. Ugh. Yeah, that guy. He's he's hella he talented, such... and he he he's he's a pest. He is. You know about yeah, his beat exactly. with Dowdy, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it was, wasn't it? I think so. 
Yeah, he's got he's got some serious beef with that. With the Doughty. rightful Norris winner this year. Yeah, Drew he didn't even, who Drew Doughty didn't even get a vote for for Norris. <laughs> didn't deserve it. Yeah, I'm happy he didn't. I'd be angry if he did. I don't even think he cracked like the top ten or whatever. No, I don't think he did. Yeah, and good for Fox because he deserved that 100. Oh yeah, I mean I don't. He played so well. His contract's gonna look insane no matter what. Like either he's gonna take a hometown discount or he's not. There's not. Him winning the Norris doesn't change the fact he's going to get paid extremely well. There's, um, there's a, there's a thing in the NHL franchise modes on the, like the consoles um, for the GM modes. If the players want to sign an extension, you could offer them like a fifteen percent discount, and they'll still accept it if they want to sign. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm I'm just saying, Fox four million for eight years. Four. <laughs> Get ready for it. We have, you've seen Adam Fox on a hometown discount. You haven't seen anything, man. Oh my God, jeez, that'd be that's like that's equivalent to build the contract right now. <laughs> that's equivalent to Jacob Degrom's you know yeah. contract right now, which is Give like him the Lindgren special. See if he takes it. Oh my, yeah, that Lindgren deal is pretty good. It's that's a good a, one, but it's an insane one for Fox. Yeah, no, the Fox one. I yeah, they're gonna have to clear up uh, some space I somehow can, i can dream until it comes cr- crashing down they'll figure it out they they're gonna they know they have yeah to no they have they can navigate cap stuff they'll I figure have i have full confidence in chris jury he's gonna keep he's gonna keep adam fox we're gonna we're gonna keep zabanajad i think kravsov lafreniere or uh, kako lafreniere we don't know about kravsov if we trade for kravsov, eichel he's kravsov gone. probably like he's we can talk about like eichel trades and stuff or whatever trading for centers i think in my opinion, Kravtsov is like the peak of what we're probably willing to give up. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. And then to a lesser extent, maybe Heedle, but it depends on who you value more. Do you value Heedle or do you value... I, I value... I think Kravtsov could be the better player, even though I love Heedle. I, I think it's tough to trade a center for another center because what we need is center depth. It just yes. It just hurts to get rid of a guy who's in it it's you're trading a need for a need like you can yeah you're including one of one of the assets is a need yeah yeah i get what you're you can saying trade a foot and an arm for a really nice foot but if you still have one leg you can't walk that's a really good analogy yeah that's good makes makes a whole lot of sense yeah uh, you know it depends on what, what buffalo wants you would I uh, yeah. Say, look, it's getting one the, of the it, same thing. If you if instead of Heedle, you put Strom in there, same thing because he's a center as well. Jack Eichel's trade value comes from nothing but a bidding war. If no one else wants him, he's getting like you're getting a second rounder for him. He he wants to leave. He's injured. He costs a lot of money, even though it's controlled for a long time. Like he's very good, but there's so many question marks and issues. The only way he's getting like such a high price is because the Kings want him. The wild probably want him with whatever the fuck they're doing right now. Rangers might want him. They always, they always act coy and then get everyone. Same with Panarin, same with Shanker, kind of with VZ, but they gave him an interview. Uh, The ducks, the ducks. Yeah. Every, so many people want him. So the price is going to be high, but as teams start to fall out, that price is going to start to not increase as much until you get to like, the one team who gives the highest team is willing to go for him. Right. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's, it's a big risk because that a lot of people are on Twitter. I see in the comments of, of like all the, like, Oh, where do you think Eichel's going? All those posts. I see people saying like, listen, man, that sur- that neck injury looks pretty serious. The, the surgery has never been done before. Yeah. You know, this could known. completely change his career. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. The Rangers, the Rangers are in a nice little spot, mainly because the only real loss you're getting from this trade is what you have to give up to trade for him. Assume he gets like an injury and stuff and gets put on LTIR. The Rangers can afford it. They're the richest team in the league. The only real loss they're going to have is anyone who they give up is going to be on the Buffalo Sabres. Yes. So it's like a team like Minnesota, I don't know where they are valued at, but some teams don't have that kind of flexibility, like Arizona off the top of my head, who's I think the 
31st valued team in the league. They couldn't make that trade. They couldn't. No, risk not that. at all. Not at all. Their but best the, bet for them to become a higher ranking franchise is when Matthews hits free agency. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hopefully, hopefully he goes there. I want to see him go to Arizona. I think that would just be funny. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Hilarious. Even though I'm getting starting to feel bad about ragging on Leafs, you know, they, they it's just they're so miserable. They don't know how to build a team over. They're there. gonna lose Hyman. They're gonna lose Hyman. I, they're gonna. I don't know what they're gonna I do. I think he wants a, a a crap ton of money. Hyman. Yeah, he's gonna Five, get it. Million. Someone's gonna give it to him. I just hope oh, the Rangers don't overpay. They need I like to be smart. him. I like that player, and I kind of yeah. wanted the Rangers to go after him. But after I seen five six million, screw that. Jesus. Oh yeah. Five six million. That's a that's a roster player spot. <laughs> that's damn. Yeah. And then and then seeing what Landeskog wants. Did you no see that? Was nine, no ten million way. dollars. Yeah, let's talk about Landeskog right now. Just get that out of the way. I don't have anything against him. He's a leader. He's a nice guy. I I think I don't know him. Uh, he is the third best player on his line. Like yes, he plays with McKinnon and Rantanen, who are both just fucking insane. Like McKinnon, probably like the third best player in the league. Like. McKinnon's, McDavid, McKinnon's in his top three, yeah. Yeah. McDavid, I don't know. You could put one of Matthews, Dreisaitl, Panarin in that. I think it's McDavid, whatever. McKinnon. In my in my eyes, McDavid. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's a fair take. He's top three. That's the important part. Mm-hmm. And then you have Rantanen, who is, like, just a workhorse. Like, he, he is just so good at keeping the puck and keeping play on him and freaking the other team out. Then you have Landeskog, who's a good compliment. Like he gets points, but he's doing it with those players. And I don't want to get a player whose tagline is they might be good if we put them with our best players. Gotcha. Well, I mean, our top six is filled with good players. So yeah. hopefully, okay. So like, let's say we put, counter. if we see, if we put like, let's say we get Landeskog on a reasonable deal and we put him on the wing with Zabanajad. Hopefully Zabanajad could make him a better player. Yeah. Or you could take the alternative, which I think would be better, is you play him at center because his face-off rating is actually pretty good, apparently, on like 250 or something, so face-offs. Yeah. Play him with Panarin, and there you go. Panarin's like a top-five player in the league. And, again, it's just like like he's playing with McKinnon. Yeah, that's the hope. But you're paying, you're shelling out all you're, that you're money. For that. I don't money. think it's worth. I it. think he's he's asking for like nine or ten. Like that's yeah. that's Rantanen money or McKinnon money or Panarin money. That's so yeah. much. No, that's I, 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 if the Rangers aren't getting him, I hope whoever gets him pays a lot. Right. I want yeah. them to. I want whoever gets him to sink too much. I think money the Islanders money. might actually go after if him. They want to ruin their cap. I mean, like they just made an amazing trade. Which I know. Yeah. Off, yeah. But, if they really want to like sink 10 million and like lose Beauvillier over it, like, Oh, fucking well. I mean, uh, they're much, they're much scarier things that they could do in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, if they could get rid of Beauvillier, that would be yeah, awesome for us, you know, because Beauvillier. Yeah. Fucking Ranger us. killer. Yeah. He's, he's like Blake Como on yeah. Lundquist. Remember <laughs> that? Blake Como's got like, like he's like top five on like goals scored against Lundquist. Or the Toronto Maple Leafs, the entire team for the for Lundqvist for some reason they always yeah, seem yeah, to get yeah. his number. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if if you know if you're given that kind of money, if you need to give that kind of money to Landeskog, I might as well just wait a year and give it to Barkov if he's only going to yeah. ask for it seven eight if, years. If he leaves, I don't know. He's with how they're doing now. Like he might like it there, and it's Florida. Florida is always a fun place. There's a lot of they like, actually have a really nice team. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I, I think Duclair. Their GM. Bravo to the GM Panthers the for, for for locking down Duclair because yeah. that man deserves it. He's yeah. worth his I, ass he's, off. He's gone janked around so much. I wish he stayed on the Rangers. I mean, I, I like. Oh, man. I like Yandel, Yandel, and we could talk about Yandel, you know, by Otto as well. But yeah, yeah, like I, I, I think I, Ottawa Duclair was pretty was so stupid good. for letting Duclair go. Yeah, that they, they offered him a value he didn't like, so they kicked him out. Mm-hmm. And Eugene just, Melnick, Eugene Melnick, yeah, really crazy. Uh, I, I would, I would keep that play. He scored twenty goals on that shitty team. Yeah, he's so, yeah, he's actually. great. He's a great like kind of down there player. Like he can play really anywhere in your lineup he's a good offensive guy but like he knows how to do stuff it's such a non-statement sorry but i i just i like him a lot 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like what they've been doing. It's funny because they one day they just decided we're going to try and do like some stat statistics stuff. And then after that, like everything started going right for them. Like Ekblad started to be like this weapon. They got a bunch of good players. Uh, they, they just all everything started to click for them. And mm-hmm. it's just really funny to me. Like a switch got turned. Right, right. They got um, Quenville. Yeah, Quenville. As a coach. Good coach. coach. Good, really, really good coach. Uh, well, it's been getting good coaches. Right. They have a lot. They got a lot of them. They're doing they're doing things right down there. I think the the biggest mistake that they have made is the Bobrovsky contract. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this current GM didn't do that, so I'm going to give him a pass out. He has to navigate around it now, though, which just sucks for him. Yeah. But Spencer Knight looks good. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, it, that goalie situation will kind of get resolved. Yeah, I think I, I think Spencer Knight's probably going to be a good goalie and. I don't know why, but people always say like like Ekblad isn't as good as like you know his draft status. Like I always liked him. Always, oh, no, always. he he. I mean, yeah, especially this year, he was insane this year. Like yeah, on another level. Hurt. I think if he didn't get injured, he would have probably had like higher Norse voting. Like a full season of Ekblad would have been. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you're right. I think he would have been under a lot more consideration. I'd say, yeah. for for sure. And man. the other guy, they just let go of Keith Yandel, yeah. who was oh, one of my man. favorite Rangers, man. Yeah. Like, oh, he was so funny. Yeah, yeah. His, Hilarious, from, from great the personality. stuff to, like, you know, yeah. he was the offensive defenseman before, like, Adam Fox or D'Angelo. Yeah, like, he was the prototype, except, you know, Lane Vigneault never used him. Right. Why would you? He scored almost 50 points playing third-line ice minutes. Third-line yeah. minutes. Infuriating. For, for AV, and then they just didn't they didn't sign him. They didn't they, sign him. We got we got we got some picks that turned into stuff though, so that's good. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, I think I think the Rangers should have kept him. I I would have loved to have to. I love him. him. I think we just I want to keep the good memories. I think if we bring him back now at his age or whatever, I hope someone signs him. I want him to break the Iron Man streak record, but I think we should just leave him as a memory because it was a good memory. It was. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, all right, that's a good point. I like that. I do like that. <laughs> So, um, for memories, we're hoping Chris Kreider doesn't yeah. become one, and that contract doesn't become a Vietnam War flashback. <laughs> I, I think that he is underrated in what he does. He is a very high-end offensive guy. I also think on the power play, he gives such a unique service to the team. He knows how to get in front of nets, and he's such a good deflector of the puck, and he just is good on rebound chances. He's just like a he's a banking machine. He will help your top power play a lot. And I think that value will keep him around a little bit. He has speed when he wants to use it. I don't know why he chooses not to sometimes, but uh, I think he's going to be fine for a little bit longer. And then three years from now, when we can actually trade him, the dream is to trade him for assets instead of paying assets for someone to take him like Nick Letty just got. Right. Uh, I think it'll be fine. It's going to be weird, though. He's going to be – I mean, he's the third left wing now. Right, like, yeah. He. I, I mean – $6 million dollar third left wing. Yeah. We're putting him on the third line because we got Kako and, and uh, Lafreniere. And hopefully they play well enough in uh, Gallant's mind to earn the spots in the top six. Because yeah, I think I, he, he wants them. He doesn't – Gallant doesn't want them to get fourth line minutes, but he wants them to earn their minutes. Yeah. My dream is that Gallant turns this entire team into like this unbearable nightmare for other teams. Not us, of course, like this, just not this monster to deal with where they're always on the puck. They're always getting into areas. They're always hitting. They're always taking the puck away. They're suffocating the other team. So I just didn't see enough of that last year. Like they always kind of get turned on their heads a little bit when the other team had the puck. They were always a little bit nervous. I mean, not Adam Fox. Adam Fox was good most of the time, and Miller had his moments and stuff. Lindgren was solid. But, like, there were moments where, like, the team would kind of collapse in. Like, the what was it, the one nothing or 2-1 loss to Philadelphia? Like, that game was just miserable. Like, that game, ugh. It Moran, was so bad. That guy's Moran scored his first goal. Yeah, it was such a bad was, goal too. First, but yeah, it was such a lame one. And then they won, and we had, did nothing that entire game. Like I was dreading every minute of that game. 
like that can't happen again. And against a team like Philly, who was struggling so much that year, like you got to be better against them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, those Islander games too, just oh, along with that Philly game, those yeah, were just man. so unbearable. I couldn't watch them, man. Like just, oh man, that like they were so stressing. lifeless. Like they couldn't beat the trap. The neutral zone trap is like my mortal enemy. They got, they got just crushed. I think it was just, I think those games were David Quinn's death sentence. Like that was it. I think after <laughs> those, like there was no for, chance he was staying. for me when every, when I start, stopped supporting Quinn was, you know, that loss to Buffalo no. where we, <laughs> the, 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 the shootout loss on our yeah. Instagram, we have like, I did a thing. I reacted after like every single game and we didn't get too many people on, like maybe 10, 15, max 20 people would, would come on. I was screaming after that game. I was, I was, oh my God, just, I was screaming. I let everything out. And I think my favorite part about that entire rant was like at the end, people in the comments were like saying, well, maybe if Kako didn't take the shot, we would have won the shootout. I'm no. like, I don't know why you guys were talking about Kako. The game was already Kako over by then. The door. I'm, I don't have time for anyone who shits on Kako. He had such a good fucking season. He deserves selfie votes. I'm going to stand by that. Yes. Yes, he does. Everyone. He very, very defensively reliable. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, that game was fucking depressing. I, I kind of just sat in silence. I think I stormed off to my room, I think, like a five-year-old. That's uh, how I was when I went downstairs. I'm like, fuck this TV, fuck this, fuck that. Swear, you scream downstairs. into a pillow, you do whatever you have to get the anger out. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, I, I was screaming. I was screaming. Yeah, I don't remember what exactly. Like, I don't. I I tried to stay like at least neutral on Quinn for a while, or at least it was like a team problem. It wasn't a him problem. I don't remember what exactly got me against him, but it was like a switch. There was some point where I was like, nope, fuck it, that's it. And I just, I think it was when. Like, I love Blackwell. Like, probably, like, top three favorite player for me on the team right now. Just mm-hmm. just how it turned out, like, crazy. But he put Blackwell, like, in the top six over Kako. And I think at, late, late in the season, not at the start, at the start, whatever, you ride the hot streak. But we were trying to make the playoffs, and he starts pulling that shit, and I fucking lose it. Like, I can't support that. Like I didn't want to score because every time someone says that, it's like, why is he playing Blackwell in the yeah, top? Yeah, he six always he gets just... like that one fucking goal off the Penguin skate when we won, we beat them eight five or whatever. Like yes, that, the one where Fox centered the luckiest run. goal. I mean, I was laughing; it was hilarious, but you know, it was lucky. Right, right. It was so lucky. He gets the goals. It's, it's a stat. It's on the point. Yeah. I guess that's why the analytics people are, are so like you know. Are, are like gung ho about instead of like counting stats, they they look at their their things because so things like that don't happen. I, I don't know. I'm still yeah, trying to I mean, understand look, that. I, the thing about stats is they're kind of you gotta be able to look at stats and then explain why the stats are the way they are. Like it doesn't just work if you look at like like a goals above replacement and you're like, oh, this guy has uh, five expected goals above replacement. So he's this amount of good. You have to be like, okay, is it because he's good at driving to the net? Does he get good shots on? Does he have good aim? You like have to that. be able to explain the reasoning behind the stats because there could be good reasons. Like this is what he does well, or it could be he plays a lot with this player and this player feeds him shots constantly. And without this player, he doesn't do as well. So right. just about figuring out why players have good stats. And I think a lot of like the hockey media, like Pierre Maguire, like, like the archetype of it, they just kind of shit on stats and they say, I like scouting, but they're meant to go together. They're tandem. Yes. I like how you're, you're phrasing this. This is good. This is good. Keep going. <laughs> well, that was that. I mean, that was it. Like it, it's, it, <laughs> <laughs> that was, I mean, that's it. But like, it's just important. You, you need to have a balance. You can't just regurgitate stats. I think, what was it? I think Fitz on Twitter, great guy. I think he said it best, like hockey discourse on Twitter at one point got to a point where you would say your opinion about a player and like five people would post like a chart from like Jay Fresh's Twitter account. Yeah. Like they would just sarcastically say, hmm, or whatever, and like an asshole. And it just, that was it. That was your entire conversation. You need to be able to explain why the stats are good or bad, or you should fucking post them. Right. Very simple. 
Right, because no one knows what the fuck you're talking about. I did like what look, is I'm XGF not- and 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 XGF, like Z yeah. score? What is what is what does game score mean? Like what yeah. is like? You just explain I mean? why the player is good. You need to be good at diagnosing good stats because I mean, like you, we can talk about Landeskog. Like he has good goals above replacement, but a lot of it comes from the power play, and he plays on a power play with Kale McCarr, Miko Rantanen. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, he's going to get a lot of good chances and you just have to be able like, that's the difference between there's macro stats and micro stats. One is like expected goals and stuff. And then one is stuff like zone entries. Like when people do stuff, like you don't ask me, which is which I fucking forget. Uh, But you just need context for your stats because it's just really important. Right. Yeah, that's good. And I think uh, positioning is also a good, a good, um, a good thing to, to talk about too, because, you know, Kako is really good, like handling the puck along the boards. Have you ever seen him? He's like, he's like, dude, he's a fucking beast. Like uh, this in the season, corner boards, um, impossible to stop. Impossible. It, unreal. Yeah. No, this season was so fucking encouraging. That's why I'm not fucking worried about it. Like you saw this year, you can see like his advanced stats and you can be like, oh, he got those stats because he's a fucking tank. You can't knock him off the puck. He'll embarrass you. It's so encouraging to see him do that. And I think with more consistent top six time, he's going to fucking blossom. And I'm so fucking excited. I think he's going to thrive under Gallant's system as well. He's going to go into hard to reach, hard to hard zones. He's going to squeeze out the puck from players. He's going to grind people into pace. He's going to fucking destroy some people, and I'm looking forward to it so much. Yeah, and the only thing that that the Rangers need to do, you better get fucking open and be ready to yeah. take the shot. When he's got the puck in the corner like that and draws two defenders, you're going to be open. We so gotta, get we ready to one time. score. I mean, the score, drafting someone this year, it's like saying, I want to get something in three years because that's when they're going to join the team right, at right. the earliest. But, like, we could really do with drafting, like, a nice scoring center for him, you know? I know you had Drew on here. I, I get most of my my like draft opinions from guys like him. Sam yep. Stern is smart. Uh, Tobias uh, on Twitter as well. He's yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Rich, uh, George, they're all they're all just really good at it. But like guys like Sillinger, he's gonna be he's a good scoring guy. So is Chaz Lucius, who I just love the name of. Yeah, uh, yeah. they're just uh, McTavish. They're, they're yeah, just good, good scoring guys that we should be trying to get or get someone now who can already do scoring like Eichel or whatever. Maybe not Tarasenko, but we can debate it, that if you want. Yeah, I don't think – I don't know about Tarasenko because he's been – what is it? It's been like almost two years since he's yeah. been because of the COVID he's been, thing. He's I think injured. he's been – okay, so you agree actually. So you I, – I think he's been too injured and like he hasn't shown enough the last two years – I also don't think if you were to trade for him, you should trade that much because he's requested out. His value is tanked. He's injured a lot. He costs a lot of money. Like it really shouldn't be that expensive to get him if you are going for him. But I honestly think it's not worth it to the Rangers. We have good wing depth. Right. Yeah. I think we're going to have to give up a winger or maybe two because Mm -hmm. we have so many. We're not going to be able to. It's a good problem. Good problem to have. We're going to lose someone in the expansion draft. We we have Kreider and Buchnevich already. And Panarin. We have Kako, Kravtsov, and Lafreniere. Yeah. That's six. That's six. And honestly, those six are great. And if those six, if we can keep all of them in our top nine, I would fucking freak out. Someone's yeah. going to eventually have to go, though. I mean, that's just such a fun top. Like, it's, I think, honestly, the wing depth is better than the Golden Knights wing depth. And that's saying something because it's very good. Yeah. The Golden Knights have a really, really nice. Mark Stone is a fucking like, animal. He wasn't oh in the my God, playoffs, but like so much. Mark Stone is what we want Kaku to become. Yes. Something Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I was just going to say that a lot of, a lot of guys uh, I said already, but Sam Stern, he, he's one of my favorite prospect guys. He, he believes that that's what Kaku is on the path to becoming. A lot of guys believe that. And I think I agree. Good. That's, 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 that's all I want from him. If he could be the Mark Stone, we need like, not yeah, necessarily. We need, a, we need a Mark Stone. I mean, that's what he was doing this year. He was, I mean, he wasn't doing the takeaways. Like he, he's good at takeaways, but he wasn't doing like the, like embarrassing people like Mark Stone does sometimes, but he, he does the play driving, the puck carrying. Now we just already. got his point totals up. That's the yeah, thing. I want him to, I want him to get like a 40 point season this year, at least. Yeah. 
I want I want that too. I need I, I need him. I need he needs more power play time. He needs yeah, he time. does. That I I'm hoping whoever they hire for the power play, they realize that the kids are all right. Yeah. I don't know who it's going to be yet. I would love Boudreaux. That would be really neat, but I don't think it'll happen. I think he'll get a head coaching gig somewhere. Bruce Boudreaux? Yeah, he's great on offense. He's good on offense. Yeah, I don't know much. I don't know much about him. I just remember, like in 2011, he said something about the fans not chanting loud enough. And <laughs> yeah, and like games. He's also just a funny. He's just funny. He his existence is funny as well. I think. Yeah. You you get a picture that's like the gif of him swearing, like saying the f word, and it just appears darn. It's very. He's very funny guy. Like very easy to make jokes about him. Yeah. So we'll have to see what's going to happen with the Rangers coaching staff. I, I heard rumors that they filled in at least two or three. Yeah, spots no, they, they did fill in two. Mike Kelly and Gordon Murphy. Yeah. Gordon Murphy was the Wolfpack defense guy. Mike Kelly is just like a guy who's been joined at the hip with Gallant ever since he was in Florida, was right. with him in Florida, with him in Vegas, was with him with the world championships this year. So he's just, he's a gallant guy. Okay. That's good. And I like the fact that if if it's gallant system and Mike Kelly's been there this entire time, it's gallant and Mike Kelly system. Like it's both of theirs. Yeah. I like the fact that they promoted somebody like from Hartford in the organization. You know what I mean? Like, I like that. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I was a little bit skeeved about it originally, but like, as time has gone on, I'm fine with it. Like, I think it's just you don't know what you're getting out of him because of like they were only playing two teams in the AHL this year. Yeah, but, but like, like, has he has he been the head? Has he been like the coach for like? He was a, he's the assistant. Was for, he for a couple was of years? He, yeah, I think from like I, I think it's fine. Too? He look Hartford was hot shit up until like, well, this year. This year they were kind of fun to watch, but they weren't exactly great before that. Last so year, I'm weren't not, they good? They were, they were fine. They were carried a lot by Philip Heedle and Igor Shesterkin. And afterwards, like right before the pandemic shut down, they were like on the verge of being knocked out of like a playoff spot. They were oh, kind of on okay. downward trend, but like, th- look, they weren't, th- the team wasn't good. You could clearly see it was like struggling outside of like the three players that were good, like Joey Keane, Philip Heedle, who left like mm-hmm. immediately because he was so good. And Igor Shesterkin, who left later because he was so good. Uh, I mean, Hartford, all credit to Chris Drury, who's run the team. Like, he's been dealt such a shit hand this entire time. Like, we've been constantly trying to go for it, and it cost us, pro- like, a deep prospect pool, which means our Hartford team was brutal for a decade, and he was, like, thrust into that. And he kind of turned it into a decent team, albeit just with our own prospects, which isn't really him, but, like, he did a good job. Yeah, hiring the guys, I guess. Yeah. Knobloch. Knobloch's Not- a pretty good coach. I like him. Knobloch do you watch fine. a lot of do you watch a lot of AHL games? Uh, I would try and get in some occasionally. Like I was kind of busy throughout the time, but like yeah, every once in a while I would try and use an illegal stream because you know uh, I I don't I don't really know how to otherwise. Yeah, uh, no, but we, hope I don't get too. arrested for saying that on recorded content. But oh well. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully, like Twitter doesn't find it and cancel your account like uh, they did. Oh, yeah, poor Nick. How did they do that, by the way? What happened with that? It's it's apparently for manipulating content. I don't know what something like that. Some stupid shit. I have no fucking idea. We're all bummed about it. We hope soon he'll get it back. But I had another friend who got suspended. He's a Caps fan. Boo, whatever. Uh, who got suspended for like last playoffs. At the end of them, he had an account, got suspended. He got it back like a month ago. Wow. It, it could take a while. Sometimes. That long. Yeah. It, I mean, sometimes it's faster. Sometimes, I mean, more popular accounts go get back faster. But, like, sometimes, yikes. We the, That stuff is kind of weird. Like, we posted – so when we had our, our interview with Tony D'Angelo uh, right. before he got canned um, – in I November, you guys like had big names on here, and you downgraded to like random nine hundred follower shit poster online. <laughs> yeah, but I know people like to listen to you guys. You know what I mean? Like some people might not want to listen to Tony D'Angelo. That's he- you know that's fair. Nowadays, I he kind of went. He kind of really went. <laughs> yeah, they people went you know, hard. Poor Jeez, guy. It was kind of not poor like, guy. I mean, he did it to himself, but like I know he did a, it to what himself. A, what a I know, I know. I just I, I uh, know. 
But anyways, when we had him on, we had like this graphic and we tried to like promote it on our Instagram. So you could shell out like, a, uh, like some, some money to like, for right. it to reach some non-followers. Yeah. Advertisement. So, like, that, I get it. Right. An advertisement. So the graphic would show up, but when we, when we like went through with it, they prevented us from, from uh, posting it Instagram because it, I don't know. It's they said like some false information or something like. I guess yeah, it was because it was around the time of the election. I'm the like, issue, wait a minute. The issue with these websites, it's not really a conspiracy. I think what the issue is that they have such shitty algorithms for this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Something like, like that, what they probably. do is they have these algorithms of find a way. They use them to catch people doing shit. The only issue with that is sometimes you get people in trouble who didn't do anything, which it's just not great. Like manual stuff, it's more tedious and you have to pay people and stuff. But like at the end of the day, like people deciding on what people looking at it saying, Oh, this can't, this clearly violates it. And then, Oh, this clearly doesn't. That's much, it's much smoother than like, or it goes down much smoother than like saying, okay, here's how we're going to track misinformation. And everyone gets like, locked accounts if they post these words or here's this title like i mean you saw all the jokes where like people would say like they would say the like two basic tag words like it was like covid vaccine or something and then it would say this information is misleading and so people would say <laughs> flag this tweet if uh, adam fox deserves the norris a covid vaccine and then they flag it it's a funny meme but like it kind of shows a broader algorithmic issue Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of. So what? Do you work for Instagram or something like that? <laughs> no. No. I I despise Mark Zuckerberg with a passion. I never. <laughs> I mean, maybe if I'm desperate for a job or whatever, maybe. But I, as of right now, I'm not in good standing with him. I don't like him. All right. <laughs> I'm, yeah, that's why you should take what I'm saying, not with a great. You should definitely like trust what I'm saying. If I if I could slander Mark Zuckerberg at any point, I will always take the chance. But I think it's just it's a it's a matter of incompetency, not a matter of like evilness. This is our clippable moment for for the episode. Oh, great. (laughs) Andre hates Mark Zuckerberg. That's I mean, look, I don't think it's a secret. I think you could say that about more than 50. I mean, like, look, the left hates him because he doesn't do enough. The right hates him because he does too much. There's no winning with him and he doesn't deserve winning. He. (laughs) <laughs> built a platform of exploiting people sucks oh well all right we're gonna transition to yeah, our last topic it. before we get into the pizzeria story which is oh, the yeah. end of Looking our thing so we have the expansion draft coming up right, right? Yeah. and you know the rangers pretty much have everyone for their yeah forward they get they threw me a curveball today signing goatee i don't know what they're gonna do now i thought so it was... now having him sign means he's eligible to be protected uh he was el- okay so the expansion draft works like this every team has players they can either protect seven forwards and three defensemen and one goalie or eight players who are either forwards or defensemen and then one goalie in addition to that every team needs to have two forwards and one defenseman who follow the following guidelines they they have to have played 27 games this season or 54 games over the last two seasons, and they need to be signed through next year. And then they need a goalie that's also signed through next year exposed. With Howden getting signed, it seemed like they were doing it so they could protect Blackwell and expose Howden and Rooney. I don't know what they're doing out. They extended Gautier completely up in the air. I still think they protect Blackwell, but it's just weird to me. Weird timing. Right. So if they had left Gauthier unsigned, they could have, he... they would have still exposed him. But the thing about Seattle is they have to draft 20 players. 20 of the players they pick have to be signed in through next season. 10 don't. So at least keeping him unsigned gives a little bit more of like a little bit, that's very infinitesimal chance, but there was a very small chance that they would like not take him because they needed to fill up on like roster players so they might take Kevin Rooney who's also serviceable but like he's not Gautier right right he's more of a down the line player like yeah he's he's, along, he's, he's a deaf guy long in his career than than very, very respectable I mean I'm not his like biggest fan I'm not like he's not Blackwell to me or whatever but right <laughs> Rooney is one of those guys that 
is it always available in free agency? Like he's, yeah. he he's, a, he's well run of the mill. I mean, look, any like Blackwell's available every year, but you have to be smart. You have to, he's like the smart player to pick up. Rooney is just, and there are Rooney's available always. And smart teams and not smart teams alike will take Rooney's. It's good to have, but like, he's just, he's, he's kind of just a standard, you know? Right. Yeah. He's, he's, re- he's a replaceable player. I loved him. But he is a replaceable player. Let's just let's just face the facts there. He's his the player of his caliber is always going to be available in free agency every single year, and for the same price tag too, probably. Yeah. No. I mean, league minimum always. So when people were saying, like, commenting about like when he- the Rangers announced the Howden signing, no, they, they were they saying- thought they were doing it because they wanted to expose Howden and Rooney because they're both signed for next year. Right. And then protect Blackwell because previously they couldn't have done that unless they wanted to like expose Strom, but they're not going to do that. They couldn't so, if they if they hadn't signed Howden, they would have been able to what? Keep- they, if they didn't sign Howden and they didn't sign Gautier, they would have had to expose Blackwell or Strom. But again, they're not going to do that. Or Buchnevich, but or not Buchnevich. He doesn't. He's not signed. Oh, so is that is that guy. because is that because like they you need to uh, two two forwards need to be each team needs to expose two forwards at least two forwards that have played 54 games in the past two years or 27 games this year and are also signed next year okay so and then those two for us would have been it would have been blackwell and rooney but now we signed howden so So i thought oh cool so they're gonna do howden will be exposed and now they signed gotay so i just don't know what they're doing right yeah completely up in the air keeping everyone guessing so yeah but it still it, it still couldn't have mattered oh actually yeah they yeah if they had the very choice, small it does it look it's probably not gonna meet they would have i think uh some uh someone mentioned to me the fact that they reminded me the fact that ron francis the gm of the kraken uh drafted gotier so i mean like he knows the player mm. gotier was with the hurricanes when francis was there or he was in the organization at least when Francis was there. It's very possible that they he that probably he likes him. I think he was going to probably sink one of those ten non-signed spots in him anyway. I, I would like to see the Rangers trade Gautier for a third defenseman to protect. I think that would be really cool for a third defenseman to. I protect. think it would be just oh, really okay, smart because so- we still have we we should be known. The Rangers, out of every fucking team in the league, are the most chilling right now because we – so players – some players are exempt based on when they sign their new contracts, like starting. Shesterkin is exempt. Fox is exempt. Miller is exempt. Jones is exempt. Lundqvist is, is exempt. Lafreniere is exempt. Kako is exempt. Kraftsoff is exempt. Morgan Barron is exempt. They're so fucking covered. Like, right, they don't we, have to worry if about. If you it. count Pauyuniemi or however you say his name, yeah, yeah, Pauyuniemi, like they have a full lineup covered. Twelve forwards, more than six defensemen, two goalies. <laughs> There's, it's. I wasn't really worried in the first, like the Vegas one, because like we were gonna lose Grabner, Foster, Lindbergh, and like they're all, or yeah, Lindbergh. And they're yeah. all like fine. I mean, like I was really worried about losing Grabner actually because he, we, I knew we could get some assets for him. And he, he had value, and we got Rikov. Yeah, we got Rikov, who, eh, whatever. Maybe he'll he be something. And then we got the pick that we traded, used to trade up to get Miller. So that was good. Yeah, that one was good. Like so that. this this year, there's not even that. Like, I'm I'm gonna be so mildly peeved if we lose Gautier. Like. Really, like it's oh oh no! Oh, I have oh, so oh. much hope for for Gochi. Like I do too. But I was like, I created like this hashtag like fr- hashtag free Julian Gochi. Yeah, like, before I, mean, I like him. I like him. I'm not saying I, love, I, hate I like him, him too. Like, look, we our right wing depth is Buchnevich, Kako, Kravtsov, Blackwell, Gautier. I mean that's just fucking stacked. You can if if Gautier if his role to this team is the guy who gets taken in the expansion draft. I mean, that's an honorable uh, an honorable end to his Rangers tenure. You know, take a bullet for us, whatever. I would like them to take Howden instead. I think that would be funny, but I, I, saying a lot of stuff would be funny. I'm repeating myself. Huh. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I would, I would be sad to see Gauthier leave, but it's kind of hard to fit him in the lineup because, again, he is a winger. Yeah, there's but so, he offers, so many. He's wingers. got some raw skill. 
He's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a Nash type. Like, he's a good, he's, he's fucking jacked, firstly. It so feels weird to say that about, like, a guy who's so young, even though I'm, like, about the same age as him. But, like, he is, like, he is a, a physical specimen. Right. He, yeah, like, yeah. he is also giant, and he can push through people. Like, that's a, you can't teach that. You can't teach size. You can't teach strength. You can only, like, eat well as a child and have good genetics. <laughs> Yes, yes. Coming from, I, I guess Gochi, Gochi, his family is like, uh, his grandfather and his father or something like that. They're like bodybuilders. Yeah, they're bodybuilders, like, and yeah, they're he's all got good huge. Teams. From one short king to any short king is listening to this. Like, sometimes you just get screwed in the gene pool, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's Bro. funny. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, that's. I'm short too, so I'm like yeah, I cry myself to sleep, and I my legs don't even come close to going over my bed. My co-host Kyriakos is like six four or something oh, like that. That's oh, that must that must sting. I'm happy he's not here now. <laughs> I don't know his actual height, but he's he's well over six feet. He's oh, man. yeah, he's over. I six mean, feet. I mean, Nick is six ten. What? Yeah, it's crazy. Oh my God! Six I mean, ten. We got to yeah. We got to get a picture with him at some point. Yeah, um, you guys do that. <laughs> we 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 have all like not handshake agreement, but the the we've said we want to meet up at your pizza place. Yeah, we want to do it. You we'll guys can do that. We'll chill out. I mean, you. Yeah, yeah, it should be fun. That'd be great. Yeah, you guys come come down whenever. Yeah, just give, let give, me know or give, whatever. You know. Yeah, you'll have to give me good recommendations. Oh yeah, I I'm I'm a good salesman. I will. On say. the topic of the of your pizzeria, you uh you have any stories? You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. I do. I do. There was actually a couple this week. I will share one. And, you know, I've been, like, trying to, like, bite my tongue on one of them. Well, I think I'm going to tell that one because it it's just, this one's just so, so crazy. So about a month ago, um, a customer came into the store. It was like these three guys and um, they got like three slices and a drink or something like that. It's like 18 bucks. And the guy gives me a 50 and I didn't check the bill to see if it was like real or not. And I got screwed because after I left, the boss called me. He's also my dad. And he's like, Joe, this is this is a fake fifty. It says <laughs> motion pictures in the top right. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, my just, it was prop money. It wasn't even. They couldn't even counterfeit. Yeah, I know. It was, it as a there was a line drawn on it. It was black too, and it was just that. Like, yeah, it's it's not a good bill. So <laughs> so funny. Actually. I'm like, wait a minute. I gotta find. I gotta get to the bottom of this. Who gave me this fifty? So this fifty dollar bill was fortunately the only fifty dollar bill we got in the register that day. So I was able to track it down. What I did was I went back into the store that same day and looked through every single order from the beginning of the day to the time of like one o'clock or something like that. And you could see like, you know, who gave you what, how much was tendered to you. So I finally found it. It was at like one o'clock. I printed the receipt. We called the cops and he, we, we looked on the cameras and we see it's like a truck with a, like a, a landscaping truck without a, a logo on it mm. and that would really put a damper in it i feel and like also couldn't get his, li- uh, his license plate so wow. i sent him the cop all the footage i had and we got no response and then the other day like two days ago i'm looking outside the side window and i see the same exact truck pull up i'm like shit, that's it that's the one that's the one and no. I like quickly pull up the picture of the truck on my phone and I'm like looking, I'm like, oh my God, it's the same exact truck. It's got a trailer and no logo on it. So I quickly ran out and called my dad and I'm like, they're here. You got to call like township or whatever. So he calls the township. I'm outside. I'm taking the pictures of the, the, of the plates just to make sure. And I go back inside and the guys are already leaving. I'm like, hey, you guys got to stay here. You guys got to stay. And they, they, they went out the door. 
I'm like, oh God, what am I supposed to do? So I just, I just, chased them. I chased them. Yeah. I oh, went, you actually did. I was kidding. Wow. Yeah, no, I actually did. Like, I'm like, what, what do I do? Do I, do I, do I tell them to stop? And I'm, so I just went and they're starting their car as I get up to their window. And I'm like, Hey, there's like a, there's like an issue at the store. We got like a $50 bill that was fake. Uh, one of you guys gave it to us. I just need you guys to sit tight here until we could sort all of this out. And then I proceeded to somehow, some way stall them for what felt like, you know, an eternity, but it was like actually five minutes. That must have been fucking terrifying. It was hot outside too. Oh. Like these guys, they were like, well, how do you know it's me? Like you guys got cameras here. I'm like, yeah, we got cameras. And we saw that it was this truck. I don't know if I'm not saying it was you. I'm just saying, or I'm not saying it was like your fault that you gave me the 50. Like maybe someone, someone that you, you, like he was a landscaper. So like maybe one of his customers yeah. gave it to him or something. The, like the that. giveaway on the fake 50 was the fact that the 50 was in New York Rangers font and the face was Leah Sanderson. <laughs> Should have noticed, but right, easy mistake. Yeah, he looks yeah. a lot like whoever that was actually on the $50 bill. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. But anyways, so I'm like, I'm like saying, I'm pretty sure I'm, I, it was, this was a month ago. He's like, I haven't been in here in a while. I'm like, yeah, it was a month ago. It was a month ago when you gave me this bill. And I'm like asking him all these questions. I'm like, okay, so what's the name of your landscaping company? He's like, Oh, uh, Roberto's or something like that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm like, are you, you guys the only guys that work for it for the company or whatever? And he's like, yeah. So it was the same three guys. So anyways, stupid thing to say. Yeah, we do just us. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> just have been anyone else. Just the three guys really giving it. Um, anyways, the cop finally ends up coming and I'm like, all right, I have reason to believe it's this gentleman right here or something like that. And he's, he, so I, I'm like, I have the pictures too. I'll show you the pictures. So I show him the picture of the truck from that day a month ago. And he's like, he looks over and he's like for two seconds, literally looks at the picture for two seconds. And he's like, yeah, it's the same exact truck. And then I have video of the guy handing me the bill and I show him that too. And he looks at that for like five seconds. And he's like, you're wearing the same exact hat and the same exact shirt the same build if i were you i would have i wouldn't have never came back to this store with the 50 i would have just left i would have never came back but he was like yeah it's got to be you and the guy's like what how do you know it's me it could have been anyone it's like dude you're wearing the same exact hat so we Man's didn't like got brett howden brain yeah brett howden brain. he had good cardio and good intention good cardio when you're chasing him right yep so anyways, we just, we didn't press charges or whatever. Like the cop would explain to him like, okay, you could get in a lot of trouble if they press charges. They're being really easy on you. We just wanted the money back because we gave, we lost $50 off of that for the food and the change that we gave back for the fake 50. Mm -hmm. Right. So I gave him, he gave me like a hundred dollar bill and I had to double check it. So I looked in the light to see the picture and I went inside and marked it. And while I was doing that, he's like, oh, yeah, now I started to get a marker. I, I keep a marker on me so that doesn't happen. Like, okay, yeah, I'll, obviously you did it now. Thank you very much. You must obviously not have played Among Us. <laughs> but anyways, they, they, they didn't figure out who gave him that 50, but we did end up getting our money back. So that is my crazy story, my New World Pizza wow. story. That is actually, that is actually kind of nuts. That is crazy. Um, yeah, something like that does not happen too often. Yeah, I will usually say. You don't we get have the some pretty, pretty crazy, funny stories to tell on this, but this was like the first serious one. Yeah, sound. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy it worked out. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I mean, I, uh, I'm happy I'm it like there. fell back into your lap in the form of him coming back in the same getup and everything. Right. Yeah, that was very fitting. I don't. I don't very, know. very good way to resolve it. It's almost like a TV show or something. Yes, almost like with like terrible writing or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like, why would he come era. back in the same shirt? I don't know. Maybe he's a stupid villain or something like that. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, this I'm I'm glad I'm glad that I made up for it. I made a huge mistake by not checking that bill in the first place. So, note to all you cashiers out there: always check the big bills. Grab a highlighter and mark the corner. If it's yellow, it's good. If it's black, it's bad. And then oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, if the line, yeah, on the on the bill, if it if the the color on it turns black or whatever, 
it's not it's not a good bill what is your pizzeria tips podcast starting my pizzeria tips po- <laughs> oh man well I, I gotta figure out what to call it i always said like if i open up a pizzeria it's gonna be called pizza and joe good one i mean it's yeah, yeah makes sense yeah pizza pizza and coffee is actually a pretty good combination according to my dad who's communicates multiple things you have pizza you have coffee and your name is joe right it's good yeah that's good that's, that's that'd be a good brand i get it no, it's great i'm not i'm not i'm not shitting on i'm not sarcasm yeah right no now. no i think i think we get like a little pizza and like a coffee cup or mug or something yeah, like go that. there yeah that'd be good we'll open up in hoboken right yeah. next to um a bagel place or something like that I don't oh know. that's great yeah good idea <laughs> all right do you have anything else to add before we wrap it up no, I mean, this has been, it's been fun. Uh, get me to 900. I think I'm one follower away. Fun. 900 followers. Okay. Just one. I might have to go on my personal account and follow oh, you. I appreciate it. <laughs> and there you go. Oh, uh, there's your right, Never mind. I have nothing to say then. <laughs> All right. Well, Andre, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for, for coming on. <laughs> it's been, Hopefully it. we can get the rest of the, the Twitter gang on at one point. We'll do um, at least a, what I, what I've been yeah, like, group one. begging to count call a pentapod. A pentapod. Mm. But with Kyriakos, it would make it sick. So pentapod. Sextapod. Sextapod. It's good enough, I guess. But that's Some, it from us. 50% of us would make a stupid joke with that. R- right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us. We'll see you all next week. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our Instagram at theboysandblue94. See you all next time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know. I-